This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado, The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. The year 2020 was crazy and wild for a lot of us for a variety of reasons. But when we're talking about college football in the NFL and the progression of these collegiate athletes to the next level, to the NFL, and then subsequently for our dynasty rosters, our fantasy football teams, there were two conferences who were severely impacted and affected, and the players inside those conferences were severely impacted and affected by their institutions, their conferences, not committing to an entire college football season because of COVID-19, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten Conference. And it's easy for us not to succumb to the out-of-sight, out-of-mind approach when it comes to a player as fantastic as Jamar Chase, who did not take a single snap in 2020 because of his 2019 season, because of what LSU did in 2019, as well as the incredible success of his teammates, Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at the NFL level, it's easy to not forget about Jamar Chase. But make no mistake about it. Minnesota star wide receiver Rashad Bateman, Shoddy B, is a player who we need not forget about. And he should not be slept on for this upcoming NFL draft class when you're looking at this fantastic group of wide receivers because Shoddy B just might be the most pro-ready wide receiver in this entire 2021 NFL draft class. Welcome back to the station. Good people. Y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Ray G. You can find me on Twitter at Ray GQ. And this is the 2021 NFL draft rookie profile series. Powered by FTN Fantasy. Make sure you head over to FTNFantasy.com. Check out all the great stuff that's cracking over there. And if this is your first time on the channel, I would appreciate it. Subscribe, hit the alert button. That way, every time content drops, you get it straight to your phone. But we're diving into the next prospect, and this is a very, very talented player. Excited to talk about Rashad Bateman, the big wide receiver out of Minnesota. He's six foot two, 215 pounds, and he's one of the bigger 
wide receivers in this 2021 NFL draft class. You know, we've got Jalen Waddle and R Rondell Moore and Kadarius Toney and Elijah Moore, all of these kind of slot dynamic explosive weapons. But Rashad Bateman, when you're talking about a player that fits the mold of a prototypical big boy X wide receiver that can go get it for you on the outside, he definitely fits the mold of that type of receiver. So who the hell is Rashad Bateman? Where did he come from? What does he look like at the next level and how should we value him in dynasty? Well, you know, that's why you're here. We're going to dive into that. So coming out of high school, Rashad Bateman was the 61st ranked wide receiver in the 2017 class. According to 24 seven sports, he was a four star recruit, you know, so he was not this highly touted guy. He wasn't on Waddle or Smith or Moore or Chase's level coming out of high school. And he had a lot of mid-major offers from Appalachian State, Marshall, but he did have some Power 5 offers from the SEC schools such as Tennessee, Ole Miss, Georgia, South Carolina, but he decided to commit to the University of Minnesota, and that was probably a really good move for him, right? Coming out of high school, he had a verified 40-yard dash time of 4.45, which is outstanding for a player, six foot two, 210 pounds, and he produced immediately as a true freshman on the Minnesota Gophers team. So that's that's what you want to see. You want to see these players come directly out of high school, enter a, a Power 5 conference, and produce right away as a freshman. And Rashad Bateman was able to do just that for his career. In his freshman season, 51 receptions, 704 yards, and six touchdowns, while sharing a field with a very talented uh, returning player in Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson, fifth-round pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year, just played in his first Super Bowl as a rookie. We saw him come on towards the end of the season making plays for Tampa Bay and for Tom Brady. And in that season, Tyler Johnson did have, to have over 75 receptions and 1,100 receiving yards. So for Bateman to come in and be productive on a team with an already established veteran there that in his third season, phenomenal. You know, you love the early season production, the early age production, and we'll get into some of those age-adjusted metrics here in a second. But he follows up his fantastic true freshman season with an even better, I mean, just absolutely incredible true sophomore campaign. What's crazy about it is, he only had nine more receptions. You know, he had 51 as a freshman, 60 receptions as a sophomore, but, I mean, 1,219 yards, averaging 20.3 yards of reception and 11 touchdowns. I mean, damn. I mean, nine more receptions and was really close to doubling his receiving yard total in one season. That's the type of progression that you want to see from your alphas, your dominant go-get-it type wide receivers. And Shoddy B is just that. Now, we talked about the 2020 season. The Big Ten was a conference who said they weren't going to play. And then the SEC said, the hell with y'all, we're going to play. The Big 12 said, we're going to play. So then halfway through the season, all right, we're going we're gonna to open up a six-game schedule. And Rashad Bateman played in five games from Minnesota this past season, garnering 36 receptions, 472 yards, and two touchdowns before finally opting out and saying, I'm done. I put what I needed to put back on film. I've already done it the past two seasons. It's time for me to get ready to go to the NFL draft. And in his 2019 season, where he had 60 receptions over 1,200 receiving yards, Tyler Johnson in his senior year had 86 catches for 13-18. So again, being able to produce despite having another alpha dominant wide receiver opposite of him, 
That's what you want to see for uh, your players. That's what you want to see for these collegiate athletes showing that they can command opportunity and volume and be productive while facing stiff competition on the other side of the field. And Rashad Bateman did just that. And when we dive into some of the, the advanced analytical numbers, according to PFF, he was a deep ball monster. Deep ball monster. So wide receivers in 2019 that had a minimum of 25 targets that went 20 yards or more downfield. Rashad Bateman was seventh in the country in yards on those deep pass attempts, right? 528 of his 1,200 yards came on passes that went 20-plus yards down the field, seventh in the country. Fantastic, right? He was third in percentage of deep ball targets caught. He had 50% of those. The only players who caught more of their deep ball targets in the country in 2019 were Chase Claypool and Jamar Chase. That was it, all right? He was 17th in the country with 29 of his total targets going 20-plus yards downfield or more. That's incredible. Top 20 in the country going down the field, stretching the field vertically. 29% of his targets went 20-plus yards down the field. He was sixth with 14 of those receptions and yards per route run. We always talk about that being indicative of points scored. You're running, you're running down the field in your routes. You're going to have an opportunity to catch balls that are going down the field more in turn, scoring us fantasy points. He was seventh in the country with 3.48 yards per route run. The only wide receivers that had a higher average, CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tutu Atwell, Devonta Smith, and the aforementioned teammate, Tyler Johnson, 20.3 yards per reception, 367 of those yards coming after the catch. So to be six foot two, 215 pounds, verified 440 yard dash coming out of high school, showing the explosiveness to get down the field, having deep ball targets going 20 plus yards down the field, and then having the ability to run after the catch. What else do you want from your wide receiver? He did just that, sharing a field with a fifth-round wide receiver who's probably going to get an opportunity if Tampa Bay allows Chris Godwin to walk or Antonio Brown isn't re-signed, Tyler Johnson is going to step into a starting role. So Peter Howard, somebody that I respect tremendously, has a fantastic database with all types of advanced analytical stats. He's got some good stuff. And when you dive into that database and you look at Rashad Bateman, in his freshman season at 18 years old, he commanded 14.74% of his team's receptions. So only 14% of his team's receptions, but he accounted for 25% of his team's receiving yards, which is incredible at 18 years old, and 30% of his team's touchdowns. That is why he has a breakout age over 20% in his 18-year-old season, which is incredible. You want your players to produce early. He follows that up as a sophomore, right? We know he only had nine more receptions in his second season than he did as a freshman. So his market share of receptions only went up a couple of points from 14 to 18. But look at his receiving yard market share, the percentage of teams receiving yards that Rashad Bateman had in his sophomore season at 19 years old. 37% of his team's receiving yards came in his sophomore season. Incredible. And because of that, he has a breakout age over 30% in his age 19 season. And let me just break this down to you. Breakout age. You want your receivers to produce early, 20%, one of the thresholds that a lot of people look at, he met that as an 18-year-old. 30%, a lot of people would say that is the gold standard. If you're hitting 30% market share of your team's receiving yards, you're probably pretty damn good. A lot of guys, you know, Devonta Smith, he did that, but I think it took him like his, his to a senior season, his junior season. 
Rashad Bateman did that at 19 years old in his true freshman season, right? Accounting for 37% of his team's receiving yards. And then in his final shortened season as a junior, 19% of his team's receptions, but 33% of his team's receiving yards. So when you're just diving in to the advanced analytics, he hits every box. He checks every single age-adjusted production box, and that's what you want to see. His dominator rating at 18 years old, which combines his team's receiving yards plus touchdowns, you want high dominator rating. 28% as a true freshman, 36% dominator rating as a, as a sophomore, 19 years old, and 31% in his final season, five-game season for Minnesota. So all of that to say, the numbers, the analytical side of who Rashad Bateman is, his profile is in freaking credible. It's, it's something that you, when you have that combined with what you see on tape, how good he is on the field, it, he should not be outside of anybody's top five wide receivers in this 2021 class. Like, let's, let's just get to the brass tacks of it. If he's outside of somebody's top five, don't look at that. Don't pay for that advice. Fade all of that shit because Rashad Bateman is a top five wide receiver in this class. So when you're looking at him on the field, what does he do well? Well, he has an ability to run the entire route tree, every single route. You see him running deep. You see him running the intermediate routes, right? The posts, the whip routes, the slants, the post corners. He can do everything from a route tree standpoint, and he does it from the outside which is fantastic, right? He's not a one-trick pony. He doesn't just run deep. He's not just a yak monster that you can only sm throw smoke screens to or bubble slants. Like, that's not what he is. He can run the slant. He can run the post. He can run the deep out. He runs a great comeback route. He can get down the field and stretch it vertically with the nine route. So he can run the entire route tree. And he won't be mistaken for a blazer. When you look at a Jalen Waddle, he just, you know, Waddle and Tony and Moore, those guys are just ridiculously fast we're talking four three four two guys so those are your blazers right Bateman's not going to be mistaken for that but his ability to continue to win downfield on tape is incredible I mean for a guy again six foot two 210 215 pounds to consistently be able to win deep and get down the field and stretch defenses vertically that's what you want to see and it's evidenced by his stats, 20.3 yards per reception in his sophomore season. He makes plays downfield deep. He's great with creating separation off of the line of scrimmage, right? I'm very, very, that, that's something that I look for. That's major importance when I'm, I'm looking at a wide receiver. Can you create separation off of the line of scrimmage? Because all it takes is just a little bit, and Rashad Bateman does that well. And I think the most important thing is we saw him be productive immediately with an established veteran wide receiver on his own team. Targets are earned. Targets are earned. So if he's getting the targets, getting the volume, getting the passes, getting the receiving yards, he earned that. And to earn that on a team with Tyler Johnson, that right there should show you everything that you need to know about this player, right? In limited duty in 2020, he was still that dude. So he did it with Tyler Johnson, and then he was able to do it with being the guy solely on the team by himself, right? Some of the cons, because we got to talk about the cons. We have to talk about what he doesn't do well. I think he needs to be a little more consistent every play, the effort there, every single play, right? There are some times where you can tell when Rashad Bateman is going to run a pass route, and you can tell when it's going to be a running play. 
uh, at the top of his routes, on his comeback routes, on his outbreaking routes. You'd like to see him be a little more violent, a little more sudden in those routes. But I'm nitpicking here. I'm nitpicking little things that can be coached. What I tell people all the time is focus on the things that can't be coached, the innate abilities that these players have, and don't worry about the shit that can be coached. Like, that stuff can be coached, right? And he also has a tendency to drop the ball for me, Drops are vastly overrated. Uh, yes, I want to see you catch the ball 100% of the time, but that doesn't happen. The great ones have dropped passes. So while some people may point that out as a negative, not really for me. Like, those are some of the cons. I just have to point out some of the areas of concern and things that he needs to improve on, but there's nothing in what I've seen, read, watched, studied, that leads me to believe that he cannot make those adjustments at the next level. He's going to do that, right? So now we get down to the play style. What? Who does he look like when you watch him? First of all, if you go back and you watch any Rashad Bateman or any Minnesota game from 2019, and I ask you to tell me, without seeing names on the back of the jerseys, which player was better, number six or number 13? Number six was Tyler Johnson, 13 was Rashad Bateman. I think 10 out of 10 times you'd say 13 was the better player. When I watch him play, he reminds me of uh, a Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas. I've seen some Keenan Allen comparisons out there. That's who he reminds me. He really reminds me of Devontae Adams more than anybody because Adams does run the full route tree. He's not this uber, uber athlete, but he's he's pretty damn athletic coming out of Fresno State. He, he really reminds me of Devontae Adams, but that is like the elite the highest of high-end comps, but when I'm talking about a player or a couple of players that this Rashad Bateman reminds me of, it's more of a Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin clone. That's that's who he reminds me of. Players that are very, very good with their releases off the line of scrimmage. They've got that size that you like to see on the outside. They can run in a, a, a complete route tree. They both can threaten defenses deep. Neither of them are known as blazing wide receivers, but all of them create separation with fantastic route running ability, physicality, and how they attack the ball when the ball is in the air. So my comparison for Rashad Bateman is Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson. Now let's get to the landing spots. Where does Rashad Bateman fit in? Where could he realistically be drafted? And therefore, where should we be valuing him in our rookie drafts this upcoming spring? I see right away, a team like the Indianapolis Colts at 21, they need another wide receiver opposite of Michael Pittman. I'm not sure if Michael Pittman is an alpha in the traditional sense of a wide receiver one, right? The guy that you're going to rely on week in and week out. I think he could become that, but Rashad Bateman on a team with Michael Pittman, if they bring T.Y. Hilton back, Jonathan Taylor, and the Colts potentially bringing in a Carson Wentz, I think that would be a fantastic fit as well as the Cleveland Browns. You know, what, what's going to happen with Odell Beckham Jr.? Jarvis Landry's not getting any younger. Hollywood Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Bring in Rashad Bateman. Give Baker Mayfield a weapon to throw the ball down the field to. I think Rashad Bateman would fit in well in Cleveland. I know a lot of people don't like this, but the Ravens, they've got to help out Lamar Jackson. You cannot continue to roll out Willie Sneed, Hollywood Brown, Miles Boykin, they need a wide receiver in the worst way, and they need a wide receiver that has the size and ability to adjust to some inaccurate passes. I do believe that Rashad Bateman would be a fantastic fit in Baltimore, as well as the Green Bay Packers. We don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. 
They need to find somebody opposite Devontae Adams. And I talked about how much Bateman reminds me of Adams. Maybe they go for a player with a different skill set that brings some speed, some deep speed to the team. But I think the Green Bay Packers would be a fantastic fit for a player like Bateman. And I know you guys don't want to hear this one. The rich get richer, right? Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and who else? Rashad Bateman. You replace Sammy Watkins and McCall Hardman and... Uh, Demarcus Robinson with a Rashad Bateman at the end of the first round for Patrick Mahomes. Holy shit, wheels up. Would love any of those fits for a player like Rashad Bateman. The point is, unlike his teammate Tyler Johnson, Rashad Bateman should be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Therefore, the valuation of him in rookie drafts, he's a first-round pick. He should not fall out of the first round, even though I've seen, and we're, we're running... Rookie draft ADP inside of the Discord channel, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Fantastic Debbie database. There will be a rookie draft guide coming soon as well. But right now in Superflex Leagues, I've seen him uh, mocked inside the second, the top of the second. I mean, that's an absolute steal. But he's a top five wide receiver in the 2021 class. In single quarterback leagues, he should be a first round pick. And I think even in Superflex, getting him at the end of the first is going to be a crazy Crazy steal and tremendous value for a player that I believe has fantastic upside Pro Bowl ability at the NFL level. I appreciate y'all coming by. Thank you for joining me throughout this rookie draft season. We will be hitting you with fresh content every single week. I'm going to bring back the Terrible or Terrific Trade Show. We're going to do so much stuff to have you ready to value these picks, to value these players. And if you want access, and you shouldn't even, it shouldn't be an if, you should want it. Go to patreon.com forward slash all gas. Join the squad. Just try it out. $7 one month. I promise you, you won't regret it. The value, the insight, the tools that are built inside of this database and the community provides second to none. I'll put that shit up with anybody in the fantasy community. We're doing work over here at Destination Debbie. I appreciate y'all coming by. If you like the content, smash that subscribe button. And until next time, y'all be easy. Peace. Ah.